Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. My name's Darren Connell and this is Straight White Whale and this is episode 38. Crazy. Before we get into the madness, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor, The Zen Den in Glasgow. Now, The Zen Den in Glasgow are at 19 Bridgegate, down where Paddy's Market used to be. If you don't know where Paddy's Market is, and you're know an old fart like me and Paul, it's doing at the what's that kebab place called again, Paul? Shawarma King. Shawarma King. Very hard for a dyslexic person to announce that. Also, the best kebab in Glasgow, by the way. But they don't sponsor the podcast, so fuck them. Yes, the Zenden Glasgow, an amazing coffee shop that is CBD and nootropic friendly. It's ran by a guy called Joe. I know Joe personally. He's a great guy. This cafe is brilliant. I would say it's dog friendly, vegan friendly. There's many, many vegan uh, products in there. Most of the stuff is vegan anyway. And if you pop in for a coffee one day, you'll get to try nootropics. You can get CBD tea bags, uh, cream vitamins you can get your vitamin d and i went in yesterday and i got i can't remember what the can of juice was called but it was like a a 49 calorie can of cbd cola and it was like 33 milligrams of cbd in it perfectly legal none of it is illegal you can like drive heavy machinery and take it but after that can of juice i was like i've got a wee bit of a fucking buzz Really? Aye. And uh, nice. I said this in a podcast last week. I take the Orange County CBD. This wasn't gifted to me. I actually purchased that myself. Kind of expensive, I'm not going to lie, but I've been using it every single day for over six months. And I don't know if you can see, like, there's barely anything to cook that bottle. 
But I did, I was given a gift uh, yesterday and I'll take it on the podcast before we start. It's called, thank you very much, Joe, for giving me this as a present. It's much appreciated. It's called Lion Mane Dual Extract 30 Milliliters. Is that fly down your nothing? Aye, mate. Fucking kill the bastard. Are the both of us half uh, or nut because that's fucking your <laughs> heat up? No, hopefully it flies out the door at some point. Right, so we'll keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Lion's Main Dual Extract 30 milliliters, and it's a nootropic. I I used to take nootropics all the time, mushroom nootropics, which are perfectly legal, and it just makes you feel better. It's kind of like drinking a Red Bull, but with the, all the nonsense in a Red Bull. Would you agree, Paul? Yeah, nine health benefits of lion's mane mushroom on Google, yes. plus side effects. Could protect against dementia. Well, that's me fucked. I can barely read that off a fucking label, <laughs> never mind. Anyway. Helps <laughs> relieve mild symptoms of depression and anxiety. May speed recovery in nervous system injuries. So your central nervous system. See, like, have you ever been to the gym where you're like, everything just starts to like shake? Yeah. When you're like working out hard, that's your central nervous system starting to gear up. So it helps with that. Protects against ulcers in digestive tract infections. Reduces the risk of heart disease. Helps maintain diabetes symptoms and helps fight cancer. That's amazing. As well as the caffeine effect and the cognitive function. That's brilliant. Love and it. you know, I've said numerous times on this podcast that I wouldn't get sponsors that I don't like or trust. I would class Joe as a pal now. I just randomly walked into a coffee shop one day and we were just talking. You ever get those moments in life? Like one time I went in for a coffee well before lockdown, sat, had a coffee, tried all the stuff. We had this chat. It was like mental health chat. We were talking about diets, vitamins and stuff. And see, when I was walking up the road, I was like, that was fucking mental. Like I just went in there for a coffee and I feel like... I don't know. I'm like, that's the way life should be. Mm -hmm. A cool wee cafe that's dead supportive of the community instead of just walking into everybody's scared to make eye contact. Mm -hmm. And if you open a door for somebody, you're classed as a fucking weirdo. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a cool wee community. I went in yesterday, but, and it was like, you know, to pick up this stuff and sponsorship. And there was a guy at the desk like that. I mean, I get hot with a bat once, right? But you know what I mean? I'm totally cool now. All I do is I take CBD in the morning. See the cunt, see the guy that hits me the bat, but <sighs> see the hangers, I forgave him. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be in here for about seven hours. <laughs> I'll try this. <laughs> Plot twist, it was me. Uh, <laughs> that was you talking to Joe. Aye. So I was going to ask you, you know, like, I, I class Joe as a friend. I was going to ask you, does Joe class you as a friend? Aye, he doesn't even know my first name. He's like, oh my God, there's that cunt for Scott Squad. And again, man, <laughs> going to get out my shop, mate. <laughs> Keeps talking shit about baseball bats every time he's in. Right, so you take, shake well before use, add one full dropper. So that's a full drop. This is, that's drops, like three or four drops right, in your uh -huh. coffee. So this is a full uh, drop you're supposed to take. Right, so I will take that. Can I be honest with you? Mm -hmm. 
we are, we are not even getting sponsored by the Zendaya. <laughs> I just went into the park. That's puddle just met. <laughs> You're imagining I, all this. I'm scared. I'm scared <laughs> to tell you that we've not had a sponsor that's, for weeks. So I've started just making it up and lying and all that because I feel like you're going to abandon me. <laughs> anyway, let's <listen. laughs> You're taking droppers of puddle juice in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm, no, I'm no man enough to say, Paul, I can't get a sponsor. Nobody likes me. Right, okay. So here we go. I like you, Dom. I like you as well. You gotta take the full dropper. That's what it says. Right. How often are you supposed to do that? Uh, I gather it's one a day. Serving size one to two milliliters. Serving per bottle thirty six. I fuck it. I'll just take one dropper and see what happens. I want what I save it as well. You know what I mean? Here we go, baby. Oh, fucking hell, man. That is potent. That is potent, mate. Do you want to try it? No, I'm all right then, man. That is strong, man. I've took CBD. I'm no, I won't double up. I gave you some tropics. CBD. Look at us, man. Junkie bastards. <laughs> Aye. So go and check out the Zen Den. I've always kind of gave them a shout out on my social media. They're a good place. I was actually thinking about trying to run a gig in there or doing something like that, but it's a wee kind of tiny cafe, so I don't know. Maybe do like a fans night. It's where we could do our first live podcast. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. In the Zen Den. You're just sitting in the background and there's a guy like, I get out of my back, right? <laughs> when I was away, but I forgave him. You're like, gonna shut up, mate. <laughs> shut up, though. <laughs> and obviously every single week we give out brothers in arms a shout out and back on side brothers in arms are a podcast that paul works on as well and it's a mental health charity that's a suicide prevention charity they've got a great app that i know people that that use it and back on side are amazing as well i actually have got therapy off them before so if you Aye, if you're struggling, go and check them out. Sorry, I'm trying to get a sentence out and that's kicking in. I'm like, ah, ah, I can smell, I can smell numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Bros and Arms Comedy Night Attendance is uh, Saturday, 27th of August. I think that's the night before your night at the stand. So yes. if you're going to go to one... Go to Darren's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck brothers and us again. <laughs> but Susie McCabe's doing it. Ah, that's good. She's a compere. Oh, that's so good. So that, that'll be a good night. I'll mm. try and pop on. I'll try and do five minutes. Aye. On it, like, no one announced, but like, just unpaid. Just, just run to, up and grab a mic. Aye, just to do five minutes. <laughs> so how are we, Paul? It's very, very warm today. It's fucking roasting, mate. It's, it's very warm. It's nice. It was nice yesterday as well. I mean, what's the date? Well, it's uh, the tenth Wednesday, the tenth August. So, I mate, love it, love it when the sun's shining. It's fucking cooking, man. Aye, man. And how have you been since the last week since we've done the podcast? I've been all right. Yeah. Aye. I had a busy week last week. Um, I don't have as busy a week this week, which is probably a good thing because I've got shit mounting up that I need to get done. Do you think it's quite weird that we've started to kind of talk to, not talk to each other, but bump into each other? before and after the podcast now so before it was like once a week but mm -hmm. like last night we had we had a meeting and stuff uh -huh. do you think that's changed the the dynamic yeah the relationship so like last night when we were having a business meeting were you like looking at me 
and getting flashbacks of me saying like I would suck Ange Postacoglu's banger and all that stuff as I'm sitting like no <laughs> no but I will now I will now I will be sitting now looking at um looking at you going he's desperate for a banger on his government he's Aye, joking it's uh it's called back to a couple of episodes it's living in my shadow I've got no- <laughs> <laughs> I've got numerous shadows. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like the um what's the mad fucking the Michelangelo thing with the body and he's got all the arms. That's you with all your shadows. <laughs> aye. Um so I let's get into it. You know how I've put on, I've put down some notes. I found it quite funny that we were talking about Nando's last week, wasn't it? We mm-hmm. spoke about Nando's in the podcast last week. That was seven days ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and I said, you know, Nando's is all right. I went for a Nando's with my cousin and I shat my pants. And then you slagged it. And then I slagged it. And what, I don't. Slagged Nando's? Aye. Right, aye. Saying it's overpriced, it's shite and all that. And I mm-hmm. was like, aye, it was shite, it's undercooked. I don't know how it's happened, but I've had fucking six Nando's <laughs> since last week. I don't know why. <laughs> I honestly don't know why. How's that happened? I don't know how it's happened. You don't know? One of them was my mates were all going out for food. Right. And I'm pure in the zone with calorie counting right now, right? Right. And I was outside and I was like, there's no chance I'm going to that restaurant for food. I can't track calories. It's fucking put like Putin shit. What's it called? Putin? 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 <laughs> Putin? Sorry. What you were saying, pudding? Like, as in like chocolate pudding. Um, no, poutine, you mean like uh, chips, gravy and cheese? Aye. Aye. What was I saying? Putin? Like oh. Vladimir Putin. I know I sound like that guy for Of Mice and Men, Big big Larry. <laughs> I just wanted some pudding, George. Pudding. <laughs> I thought I should have pudding cake. His name's not Larry, is it? It's, um, is it Larry? George and... Uh, Larry. Um, I think George is the, the big galoot, is he not? Aye. Jinky calorie counts. <laughs> does he fuck? But you, you, they were going somewhere that does poutine. Poutine. Where aye. were they going? Uh, bread meets bread. Oh yes, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. I was too anxious. I was like, I can't track it. I'm in the zone. I've actually been calorie counting for how long have I been calorie counting for? Thirty-eight days. I feel fucking amazing, mate. Aye. Honestly. That's good. Like, I feel like it's removed a, a desperation about food. Uh-huh. That pure hyper-focus and anxiety about what you're eating. Aye. And you just take that away by going, right, That this is what I'm going to eat to, and then I don't eat any more. And it's kind of eating what I want, eating more than enough, struggling to eat it sometimes as well. Very and I'm, good. I'm, like, giving myself stuff that normally I would class as bad food. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of eating shit every day. 38 days. I've no weighed myself, but I had my before pictures. Right. And then I took a picture the other night, side on, and I'm like, ah, here, 38 days. I've just been walking. 10 of the days I was fucked on the couch with COVID. I've lost weight mm-hmm. and I've not been to a gym. And I've been eating like fucking what pieces like? and bacon and all that. I'm like, what the fuck? This is blowing my mind. But before, I'm like, I need to eat Brussels sprouts every day for a hundred years or I think my dad's going to die in his sleep. So <laughs> I'm like, aye, this is good. Aye. It's 
good that you found something that takes away that fucking worry, just that constantly fucking thinking about food. Aye, because life's for living as well. Even stupid things like when somebody asks you on a date and all that, you're like, oh, I need to lose weight for the, da- the date and all that. And you're like, who gives a fuck? The vast is out in the date. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, they're into fatties, man. Just accept it. Finger banging themselves to Scott's Club. As long as I'm no finger it's banging. There's definitely myself. a couple of people out there that are doing that, mate. Fuck's sake, I've seen your socials. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, though. I so I feel amazing. I feel I hope I'm not going on about calorie counting too much, but I just feel like uh, a cloud's left me, man. Like I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Good. You had one meal a day yesterday, didn't you? No. 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 All right. Okay. I thought you had a big meal, like later on at night. Ah, uh, did. Was it two thousand calories? Um, across some stuff. I had dinner and then I had some food after it. Oh, right, okay. So it wasn't like one meal, it was like two. Two meals. Uh-huh. All right, okay. So guess where I'm going after the podcast today? Nando's? Aye. <laughs> for comical effect. Just purely, purely, purely for, for, co- for comical, comical effect. effect. So were your pals and all got to bread meets bread, did you convince them to go to Nando's so that you could count your calories? No, I went to Nando's by myself. <laughs> and I said I'll get you after it. And my mate was like proper, you're obsessed with this, mate. Did bread meets bread no put their calories on their menu? I didn't even check. Uh, I think that's Lonu. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Do you know that gives me comfort? Because I was like, nah, that gives me the fear of that shit. Uh, right. Can like, you not just estimate? I'm, I'm mentally ill. Right, okay. I'm mentally ill. So I take it you'll be on the, the side <laughs> of like, that's a good thing that the government are forcing restaurants to put their calories on a menu absolutely mm-hmm. and i would class myself as a disordered eater yeah i would say that i've got a problem with it and everybody that is a disordered eater are saying calorie counting is awful and i do agree with that to a certain extent but we're, we're a nation of obesity like we need to change it mm-hmm. and plus with calorie counting it still gives you the chance to eat some of that stuff uh uh-huh. so because i've found that like there's no good food and there's no bad food a calorie is a calorie no, it's just food like, it is what it is uh-huh. it's the source of energy uh-huh uh so obviously you do get more efficient sources of energy like aye. but um if, if your goals it's not even called losing weight anymore mate it's called fat loss i don't know if mm. you've you've seen this on the pt instagram it's not about like it's all about fat loss. You try to lose fat. I think that's like the sort of way, instead of being like, oh, here's how you lose weight. It's like, no, we don't want them to lose weight. We want them to lose fat. But no, yeah. it's like a weird sort of thing. But um, eating people that have got eating disorders, they're like, calorie counting's not healthy. They want people to do intuitive eating. Yeah. So like be into intuition. Um, I, I don't ever feel like absolutely full so calorie counting i don't know man i think it works what's for people yeah see if it works then that's the main thing what, what was that type of eating did you say intuitive so i i think i recommended a book to you a couple of months ago it was a scottish nutritionist mm-hmm. i'm not going to name her 
and it was about that subject uh-huh. and i was like do you know i was the same as you i was like I, I, if somebody gives see when i went to weight watchers and they say you can eat yeah. as much pasta uh-huh. as you want i'm eating a full bag of pasta then uh-huh. i wouldn't even eat that when i was at my slobbiest of fucking states but as soon as i'm getting a green light i'm gonna eat it and i felt i kind of discovered calorie counting through her but obviously you've been talking about it as well but then you know just finding it out for myself i'm like Aye. it's the only way i f- find what works for you isn't yeah. it? and if that's what's wanting you it's good but i think there is a sort of like section of society that is like that's not good for people that are like hyper focused on every calorie that you know every morsel of food that goes past their lips so like saying to people like so that people say stuff like people don't eat it Taylor, if you're going to eat it you should you shouldn't be looking at the calories and blah 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 and it's like i get where they're coming from but at the same time you're just you're getting into that sort of queue of people that's just telling people how to live their life yeah like i think that there should be the option there i think you should have the option you could say could i have a menu with the calories on it because mm-hmm. see when you day mate you're like your mind is blown yes see when i sometimes i'll go nobody eats and I'll be like, oh, fancy that. And I'm like, 1,400 calories? Yeah. You're like, mate, that's like my full day. It's like near enough my full mm-hmm. days for fucking calories. And it's not a large uh, no, meal. It's not a big it's not a big portion of food that you're getting. I've I, started to feel like that. Right. I like bulk eating. Yeah. Like eating loads of like a lot of low calorie foods. See mm. like a salad. See the amount of salad you need to eat to get to like fucking 800 calories, mate. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> but you're you're like, you feel satisfied with it. Aye. See if you've like a chicken. I've had this, I've been, I get, I get like really caught on things. I mean, like, see if I like something, I eat it until I'm fucking sick of it. So yeah. like that type of way. I've been doing this thing where it's like a bed, it's like a salad. It's got like spinach and rocket and all that. A wee bit of salad dressing, but like a Tesco's finest chicken Kiev. And oh. then cracking the Kiev and letting the Kiev garlic butter go into the salad. That leaves. is that red that's onion, tactical, man. Red onion, mate. It's fucking banging. Aye. And it's like, um, aye, it's like seven, eight hundred calories. Do you make that in the oven and stick it in? What the, the chicken Kiev uh-huh. thing? That you, I can tell you're a stoner. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's a stoner mind. <laughs> <laughs> Get it to ooze or that's like fucking... unlocked a fucking channel in a game or something like. That sounds amazing. Uh-huh. I but the disordered thing, uh, the disordered eating, because I've went to like over Eaters Anonymous and like when you go to pl- places like OA, it's people that are bulimic and anorexic and stuff. They are not saying anything about calorie counting because that's uh, they have an illness and they need help. Mm-hmm. The people that I feel are complaining about calorie counting are the, you know greedy bastards really right aye, they don't want to know i don't yeah. want to know how many calories i'm putting in my body i've got a thyroid <laughs> thyroid disorder aye i've got big bones i mean i'm slagging them i was like that 14 days ago <laughs> <laughs> before i fucking read up read a uh a blog about fucking Cal- calorie counting no you're like it's just all about the calories man like, let's get t-shirts made for the podcast paul calorie counting podcast <laughs> Straight white calorie counter. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, starring Darren Connell. I'm a straight white calorie counter. Aye, but I feel amazing. A couple of weeks ago, no, in fact, the Greenock gig, uh, 
I bought a shirt for the Greenock gig, right? Mm-hmm. And it comically did not fit me. Like, tits were fucking poking out things. I actually pulled a muscle in my neck. It was that tight when I was wearing it. <laughs> I wore it as a joke on stage. I walk- what do you mean you pulled a muscle in your neck? Because it was, it so was tight. that tight, mate. I was like walking out like that, like Frankenstein's <laughs> right, fucking okay. monster. Like, <laughs> if I breathed out, the buttons would have exploded. Like, uh-huh. it was mental. Okay. And you could see every crack, every fucking hair on my tummy. It was that tight. As uh-huh. soon as I walked out the curtain, people were laughing straight away. Right. And okay. that's what I wanted. That's what I intended to do. Uh-huh. And the joke was. I've waited my whole life for this tour and I bought a lovely new shirt so I could get nice and fit so I could fit into it. Right. But I fucked it. That's hilarious. So people were laughing. Right. And out of curiosity, I pulled the shirt out last night Mm -hmm. and I stuck it on. Right. And guess what? What? Still doesn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) Pull another muscle. (laughs) My neck still fucked. No, it's one of the ones that looks a lot better. Uh If I wore it as a joke, it wouldn't get a laugh. Right. Okay. It doesn't fit. It's Uh tight as fuck. Right. It wouldn't get like when I walked out and cunts were like crying with laughter. I was like, right, that's a bit much. Uh, I wasn't expecting that laugh. Not that funny. Aye. I was like. You fucking hell, it's like you've never laughed before. How weird is that? You'd be standing backstage like, hope this t-shirt gag fucking goes down well. And then you go out and it's hilarious and you're like, right, too much, man. Fucking I, calm down. The first time a comedian's <laughs> ever been like that, right, oh, hold the bus. <laughs> fucking turn it down a wee bit. Uh, See, the thing is as well, my pal was there, right, with our other mate. And my pal was laughing and she told me that her mate was like, oh, I just thought that was his shirt. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and she's like, no, I see a lot of like middle-aged guys that are like, you know, skinny at the bottom and heavy at the top. And I'm like, aye, but come on to fuck. Aye, like muscle tea. I had <laughs> fucking <laughs> skin exposed. It aye, was that tight. fucking hell, mate. Aye, mate. That's, um, I've noticed this trend in the gym of guys starting to wear like lycra. And it's kind of making me know where to go. What's lycra again? Like fucking cycling shorts. Oh my God. Or like yoga pants. Do you see their bulges? I don't look. <laughs> I don't know why I asked it in that tone. It was like, do you see the bulges? What gym is it? <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. But no, it's kind of putting me off where I go. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know, man. It's a weird trend. Do you think they're doing it for pure comfort? Maybe. And you're just, but I think I, it's merely a shown off thing. Yeah. I agree with you. They shouldn't wear it. It's a weird one. Yeah. Strange. Strange behaviour, like, I get, I think it is, it must be comforting to, that's why, like, birds kick about in, like, gym shark shit, like, mm-hmm. in their own night suit and all that, it's just like a sort of comfortable, just hugs your skin stuff. I'm not like that, mate, see, the tighter things get, the more uncomfortable I get. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want everything pure skin tight, I'm not like, I like, I like loose fitting, sort yeah. of comfort, comfortable clothes, do you know what I mean? I mean, I, like, the reason why the last... 10 or 12 podcasts i've been wearing hoodies and t-shirts is because i walk for the flat mm-hmm. so there's no chance i'm walking for the flat with a pair of denims on like no fucking way i'm doing twenty thousand steps a day so shorts trainers shitey t-shirt and a hoodie uh maybe i should maybe bring a change of clothes and look better but fuck it it's my podcast Aye. i'll get my tits out and suck my own tits if i want <laughs> can you do that uh maybe no no i might, I might be but i could have i I mean, I've never tried. Get a wee tit in your mouth. <laughs> a wee. Oh, well, you're having a wank. 
Uh, what? <laughs> Sucking your own <laughs> Um Also, want to bring up quickly as well. You know how I've been talking about a film called Basket Case? Uh-huh. Now, you all know that I love films, right? I absolutely love films. Every single night, I probably watch one film a night, right? And I just, I use an app called Letterboxd. It's amazing, uh, right? right? You can track the films that you've watched and you can read the reviews. I recommend it. It's a free app. Now, Paul knows I'm obsessed with a film called Basket Case. There's three films, right? It's about a deformed twin that and a brother. And the brother looks after the deformed twin in a basket. Now, I find it so fucking funny, <laughs> okay. right? It's so funny. It's a cult classic. It's so shite, but it's amazing. Right. And the other night, I was watching... Now, Basket Case 1 is amazing. There's three basket cases. The third one is fucking pish, right? Right, woeful. Aye, right. like, it's not even what, that Robocop good. 3? Aye. It's like a bunch of freaks that are living in a fucking loft and basket cases getting adopted and there's just like hundreds of mental bastards that just live in this house but because it's so low budget mm -hmm. it's like people have got fucking pillars sellotaped to their head now it's just mental right so anyway in my basket case kind of cat hole i was like i'm gonna do a post on my instagram right and it got a wee bit of a backlash mostly from my mates face school to be honest right I said, I think it was something along the lines of, I'm working on a small budget horror film um, about a def my deformed twin that smokes cigars and then the other guy's normal. So I put up two pictures. One was me trying to look like a goblin. Right. I was hanging out my window of the flat on a chair. One up, by the way. Literally putting my life on the line for a joke. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen the picture. I didn't. No. When I was smoking a cigar, and I tried to make my chin massive. Uh huh. I have seen that, but we... and then the other picture was me posing, uh -huh. like comically po. I think it was comical, like putting a fucking eye on. You're know stealing it. Aye, aye. I seen it. I. And a couple of my mates for school, like best mates, were like that. Fucking nicky you, you posing cunt. Fuck's sake, man, pure big headed and all that. Oh, I was like, no, here, wait a minute. I just says I'm working on a film that I've got a deformed twin that smokes cigars and I'll look after him. Uh -huh. And that's what you took for that post. Me posing. Uh -huh. What the fuck? Jealous, mate. Jealousy. That's what that is. I found it quite comical, though. They totally bypassed the, the freak twin. Right, and just went straight to look state you, try to fucking pose. Aye. Whoa. I'm literally hanging out a window with a cigar in my mouth. You've done like fucking nearly 40 episodes of podcast talking about how you don't feel good and all that, and then you're trying to feel better, and cunts are fucking bouncing in being like, look fucking state you. Soon as I start to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Soon as I start to feel better. We're on episode 38, and this is the first time I've been like, Paul, do you know what, mate? I'm kind of happy when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> no, Fucking stop being happy, I can't. Well, so what were they saying? Just slagging you for posing? I mean, it wasn't bad-natured. Right. But it was like, fucking state of you, man. Right. What are you then posting that for? And I'm like, the two. I think the two pictures look completely different for me. Aye. Like, they're different. It's a joke. So you look completely different in the 
uh, the one where you've got the cigar under. I'm kidding on the the, the, posing, <laughs> the posing one. What the hell? Um, but no, it shows you into it. But into it, like I don't know, man. Like cunts will just rip the piss at you or doing anything. Aye, you know what I mean. Even like you're a comedian, you're clearly trying to use your social medias to promote your comedy and your podcast and your tour and all that stuff, and you're trying to make a funny post and the thing that they people take away from it is you're a posing bastard. Aye. And I, you're right, they don't engage in the posts about gigs or mental health stuff and then the posing bastard stuff. And I was like, I, I mean, it was a joke, right? But I, I did think, I do feel good, actually. Mm -hmm. So shut the fuck up. I feel happy. Like, for the first time, because I don't know if it's body dys, like body dysmorphia, but like I'm like, no, wait a minute. I actually feel like I could wear a T-shirt outside and no feel like I need to cover up and... Like, I could walk outside with a t-shirt on and not feel bad. Uh -huh. I'm like, I'm happy with that. Even the other night when I was lying in my bed, I turned around to light a candle in my bed. And I was like, oh, aye. The fucking titties are going down. Shagger's back. I mean, I've still got titties, but they're not that bad, mate. They're no bra okay. titties. Good. Do you know what I mean? That's good, mate. I don't need to wear a bra. Aye, imagine, good. imagine me saying that to a GP in a surgery. I don't need to wear a bra, man. The tits are fucking gone down. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know you were losing weight? You're like, I, I, lost, I took the bra off, man. It was fucking fine. Um, are you going to start going to the gym or doing anything extra? Like, what's the next phase? Are you I'm, happy with where you're at? Like, what's? I'm really happy where I'm at right now. I feel like I've got a great attitude towards food, but I'm going to... There's a gym down the road for me that do a boxing class every Tuesday and Thursday. I think Nathaniel's too busy. My cousin that's a boxer, he's just training for fights. He's in a fight right. camp all the time. And he does like boot camps and stuff. So I don't think he's got enough time for me. But I mean, yesterday I did, I walked 20k. So I think that's probably uh, just as good as going to a gym, to be honest, mate. Uh-huh. Yeah. I checked the calories and it was like 800 calories. So I, I don't want to bore you all with the calorie chat, but that was, I discovered that. That was not boring, is it? No, fuck it, mate. It's your podcast. Two working class guys talking about real calorie shit. Calorie counting and wanking and their tits going away. Me sucking my ain tit in my bed while I'm looking at a candle. <laughs> 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 Connecting with your inner, uh, Booby. Goblin. Uh, so, got a bone to pick for you. What's wait a minute. Gonna... Before you pick that bone, can you watch Basket Case? Aye. I'll, I'll add it to our list. Can you, can you watch it stoned? I've got, I've got a big... I've, I do have a barrier to these things. Okay. And it's that my missus is 10 years younger than me. Ah, right, okay. And she doesn't like these things. So, like, see, like, stuff for the 80s like Robocop and Lethal Weapon and I'll be like this is fucking great watch this she's just sitting there going what the fuck is going on with this the, the, every guy in this is a rapist and yeah. I'm like it's true that is true um, but um, I'm gonna who was it that did Basket Case was it not like a famous um, was it not like a famous director or something like I that, think or? he's maybe famous because he's got famous through Basket Case but it's not a well-known director, I don't think. Uh, no, I thought that was one of the ones. Um, uh, Frank Heenan-Lotter. 
He did brain damage. That's a great film. I've, I think I've maybe seen that. Yeah. Um, no, what I was going to say was, is I thought that was this was one of the ones that, what's his face, like, fucking him at did Lord of the Rings and... Peter. That, that's bad taste, isn't it? Uh-huh. Right. I thought it was like one of them. You know what I mean? Like a pure B-movie that... Peter Jackson. Somebody's wrote, I somebody pure super famous has wrote and worked on and then yeah. they went on to do something mental, but that's not the case. Basket case, 1970. Is it? Is that what it says? Wow. Do you know, um, that doesn't surprise me. That's crazy, man. Is that 1970? Aye. Mate, that was seven years before Groucho Marx died. Why do you always bring it back to Groucho Marx? That's how I do my time frame. <laughs> oh, well, we could say Elvis. Uh, um, somebody threw, somebody uh, flown a couple of planes into the Twin Towers 24 years after Groucho Marx died. <laughs> <laughs> Two days after Groucho died. No, I just can't believe that there's a guy that was still alive in silent movies. I mean, imagine Groucho Marx watching Basket Case. He's like, I worked, I worked my whole life for this. Uh, they, like Charlie Chaplin could have watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's mental. That is mental. Yeah, I mean, incredible, isn't it? I remember my dad telling me they went to the cinema to see that, and they've no fact it was The Exorcist. Aye, I think my mum and dad went to see The Exorcist. Um, before it get banned. Aye. He says people were running it. Mm-hmm. Mate, it holds up, by the way. I watched it not that long ago. At the start of the lockdown, I watched it, and I was like, ah, that's still fucking freaky, by Aye, the way. Mate, my, I've seen Nexus so many times. My, the the bit that I think's the scariest, the bit where the mad priest guy's having a dream about his maw. Aye. That's terrifying, mate. It's, like, silent. Mm-hmm. And, like, his maw's, like, walking down to the subway, and he's, like, trying to get... Terrifying, mate. And then the Grim Reaper just flashes on the fucking screen. Was that no the bit that freaked everybody out, that made everybody, like, run away? Was Mm -hmm. the the Grim Reaper bit? Aye. Um, And then the amount of people that were on that set that died. Yeah. Another fucking freaky thing. The curse of the exorcist. Mad, isn't it? Fuck it. It's weird. (laughs) I will say that. Watch Basket Case, then, and you'll be like... Where did you watch it? Where do you get it? Prime. I've got Prime Video. Aye, right, it's okay. on Prime. Uh, did you watch? Um, Woodstock '99. Did I, did I mention this? Tell you to watch it. No, no. Have you watched it yet? No, no. Watch it. Is that the one they fuck it up? It gets fucked up. Aye, it, get, it gets it. really fucked up. Like Aye. it gets mental fucked up. Like disturbing. Like it turns into Lord of the Flies in an airfield in America in like 1999. Wow. They literally like turn on turn on the staff and all that. Crazy. I mean, what they did wasn't particularly fantastic. Like, they fucked up the water. Like, um, people were getting trench mouth and all that, tre- whatever that is. Like, trench foot. Uh-huh. People were getting, like, cold sores and breakouts in their mouth because the fucking portolos were leaking into the water and then they were drinking the water. That's horrible, man. Horrifying, isn't it? But it was so hot that people had no choice but to drink this cloudy water. That's horrible. But, mate, all sorts happened, man. Like, they set the place on fire. People were getting raped. Like, genuinely, like, there's some horrific footage. There's a bit where MTV are interviewing a lassie in a bikini and she gets surrounded by men. And the guy's like, guys, back back away. This is intimidating. And they're, like, pulling her tap up and all that. They're literally, like, the organisers lost control of the festival and the people that were there just descended into total and utter chaos like they all just descended into madness like that's wild mate 
Crazy. I knew it was bad. I knew there was a riot, but I never knew the scale of it. When Fatboy Slim was on stage, somebody drove like a fucking armored van into the crowd. No, into people, but just through slowly that they had stole. So it was like a military base that they held it. And mate, I Fatboy Slim and his team were like, we got the fuck out of there. Like things started to go bad. Like they stopped the music and people were like throwing shit at them. And wow. they were like, let's get out of here. I wonder what. I don't want to do any spoilers, but I watched I've that. just spoiled the full fucking thing for kids. Oh, right, okay. give a fuck. Um, it's a historical, it's a documentary about a historical event. I yeah. People, there'll be people that go and watch it. I'm not ruining the, the details, but um, they did this weird thing with it, though, where they tried to blame the style of music. They did that old thing, you know, they were like, well, Korn played at it, and <sighs> Limp Biscuit played at it, and they're like this aggressive music, and you're like, mate, I went and seen... I've seen, like, there is no other, I don't think there's ever been a bigger anti-establishment pro, like, sort of riot, pro-protest band in Rage Against the Machine, and I've seen them in a field with a couple hundred thousand people, and yeah. it was amazing, and there was no violence, it's like, take a look at yourselves before you start blaming bands and blaming fucking music, do you know yeah. what I mean, like, Marlon Manson made me do it, yeah, he's a cunt, but, you see yes. some of the stuff that's come out? Post Johnny Depp, trial. yeah. Some of the text messages, probably gone between a bad him, example between him and Johnny Depp. Hi, mate. No, off, mate. We're talking about like Marlon Manson's. Like, I can arrange a meet and greet between you and a couple of eighteen year olds and stuff like that. Tell me some bad shit. Man. And what's Johnny Depp been saying? Ah, just being a fucking cunt as well. Honestly, hi, mate. Like, it's no like I'm no. Obviously, Amber Heard is absolutely after fucking rocker, and they two have been in an abusive relationship with each other. Mm. But looking at these text messages, looking at some of the shit that's come out since that trial, I don't know. I don't think Johnny Depp's like a good guy that we should be like, oh, poor Johnny Depp. You it's know not I mean? all a bed of roses. No, absolutely not. But my bone to pick for you. Oh. Why are you smoking cigars? Well remembered, by the way. Actually, yes, he went to uni, man. You can tell he went to uni. <laughs> He's not getting ADHD. Notice how I tried to totally swerve that by saying, watch the film Basket Case uh -huh. with a freak in a basket. I've no been smoking cigars every day. I smoke them as a treat. Maybe at the weekend or every second weekend. Right, okay. I don't drink. Uh, don't drink. I don't smoke them during the week. And I treat myself at the weekend. Okay. I think that's all right. Okay. Why? Just worried, mate. Because that's a few times you've pulled you've. I pulled you up last night. You went, <laughs> keep that for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, uh, I don't want you to come off of this good wave that you're on. Do you feel like it's uh, I'm hovering around the edge of pressing the fuck button? Mm, no, but I think that if, you know, last time the cigars were a, sim a sign. Yeah, that another was like I was. You were coming in. I oh, come on, over in a couple, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's all right, mate. So this time I'm like, no, fuck it. What you doing? Like, get yeah. get them to fuck man. They're no good for you. Last time I was chain smoking them. I mean, last time I was like, honestly, I was like ten a day, mate. Chain smoking cigars to the point that when I was talking to you, I was like, I feel like my voice is changing mm -hmm. on the podcast. And then I just stopped in January, and then. I had a cigar when Rangers lost in the 
Europa League final. Oh, did you? Aye. I was like, fuck <laughs> it, I'm, I'm getting a stogie. I had a pure old school stogie, but it was right. not like a shitey uh, Hamlet. Right. It was an actual, like... A big thick fucker. Aye, like right. a Winston Churchill fucking cigar. Uh-huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Cuban. <laughs> Sorry for all my Rangers pals, but aye, that's when I broke the, the stogie fast. I was like, fuck it, man. But then I, I have it at the weekend. But you know what? I don't take gear or eckies or speed and I don't drink. Mm-hmm. But, so. but why? Why are you doing it? With cigars? Uh-huh. I enjoy it, the taste. Oh, do you, man? Aye. I actually enjoy the taste. Okay. It's a very chocolatey. Could co- eat one? I've had a couple of cigars my day, son. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. We were talking about. I saw. I won't smoke them every day. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry about that. Don't escalate it. Keep it to like one a weekend or something. A treat system. Uh huh. What would you do if you were like walking through the town and you seen me just like smoking a cigar on a bench or something? Would you be disappointed? I would. I get those vibes off you. I'm like, I feel like I've let down my big brother. I would be disappointed. Aye. I'd be sad. What would you do if I was smoking two cigars, one in each one? (laughs) That fact, that didn't sound good there. I would call an intervention. Aye. I'd be like phoning around the troops. Bobby, Bobby needs us. Get in the studio. (laughs) Um, phone in the podcast elite of Glasgow to get in and fucking intervene you you don't need to worry about it I do enjoy it I realise it's a silly it is a silly habit I mean I'm Uh 35 year old and I'm smoking cigars but like I said I don't take gear do you inhale? no do you just puff it? puff it keep it in your mouth take the flavour it can be chocolatey coffee like sometimes even the hamlets aye just reminds me of like old guys I know do you know what's worse? Smoking a pipe. I've never smoked a pipe. Pipe smoke, man. Have Oof. you ever tried a pipe? No, I I haven't. I've pretended to smoke one. Like my mate, when I was a wee guy's granddad had one. And see, so I know what it sort of tastes like. I've got like a memory of it. But one time I had been on a bender um, and I had to go to work on the Sunday. And I took a corner and there was an old guy outside a pub who literally like blew his pipe smoke out as I walked by and inhaled it. And I projectile vomited everywhere wow. so i think i've got like trauma when it comes to like pipe smoke what was he like sorry son or no he burst out laughing what a prick just an old guy but he started laughing and i think he was like oh i'm sorry it's not his fault is it he's yeah. just fucking smoking his pipe living his life no matter my, my fucking business i would take a tokyo pipe just out of curiosity but i know that it'd be rancid did you tell me the story about the your pal somebody said his pal their pal wanted to stop smoking cigarettes so instead of 
smoking cigarettes, he smoked a pipe. No. So anytime he was in the pub, like campus and all that, he pulled out a pipe. A pipe, what and a prick. he get fucking slaughtered. And rightfully so. But see, through him getting slaughtered, uh-huh. he's like, it's not even worth smoking that. Good. And he stopped. Right. Oh, well, he stopped good. smoking. Who t- I mean, honestly. Aye. Honestly. It he seems was a very... A fucking pipe on a night out. Aye. In campus, mate. Sean Paul playing in the background. Ada, ada, aye, aye, aye. He's like, you want a fucking talk of that? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> ho, ho, kid's fucking puff, <laughs> puffing his pipe like, like a fucking maniac. Like that guy in Jumanji. The mad hunter guy. Aye. <laughs> the bit in, uh, there's a, the bit in Inglorious Bastards. Aye. Where he's like, they're, they're like measuring pipes. He like whips out the big pipe. He's got like a big massive fucking pipe. Fuck it, I'm getting a pipe. <laughs> I'm going to move his cigars to pipes. Another thing I've noticed on TikTok that is mental, by the way. There's two subjects I'd like to talk about. Okay. One is how the Scottish crowd ruins a gig by shouting, here we fucking go. Ruins a gig? What? Are you on the other side? Or? I'm the one shouting it. You're the one that starts it. Jehon Jive? No. No. I bet you Jehon Jive. And I don't I don't start a, a here we fucking go. Um but I was the ruler of many a mosh pit back in the day. See that's all right. There was a an American comedian that plays the keyboard. I can't really remember his name. He was playing at the O2 and somebody chopped him up a half a bottle of bucky and he tanned it. Plays keyboard an American comedian with um Bo Burnham or no, no, it's uh, somebody like Bo Burnham. I can't even remember his right. name. But the crowd started shouting, here we go. And I was like, fuck you, man. That is mental. Here we, here we, here we fucking go. Why do you think it ruins? What, what are you saying? It ruins stuff? I don't know. It's like, it's like a beautiful gig. Maybe it's because it's camera f- phone. They're holding their camera phone and you can hear everything. So it's like, this is fucking amazing, man. Here we, here we, here we fucking go. I'm like, is this basket case Scottish edition? This is fucking wild. Um, I, I like it. I think it's like, I don't know, man. I, I think the people that are in bands and that, I think they like it as well because it's like, cunts are going fucking crazy. It might be a new experience for people that are not Scottish. Right, I aye. wouldn't imagine it's an English thing or aye, anywhere else. Been done to death, like that type of thing. Yeah. Makes you cringe. Like, ah, oh, fuck, man. Here we fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> Get on. But, um, no, mate, were you, a, you, in, a, were you in, in about the mosh pits? I've been, I, I wouldn't, like, go towards it, but I wouldn't mind oh, them. I love them, mate. I wouldn't mind them. I love them. It's like controlled violence. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never heard it put that way before. That's pretty cool. You're like, you know that you're going to bang into each other. You know that you're probably going to get an elbow to the head. You're probably going to get kicked or whatever. But Aye. Nobody's doing it in Malice. It's almost like a way to do that shit. You know what I mean? Angry music. Fucking getting about it. And, Camaraderie. Uh-huh. But I, um, I've been disappointed by a few mosh pits in my time. In what way? Well, I went to an Oz, the first Ozfest that I ever went to. I went to a few Ozfests, like Donington, Milton Keynes Bowl, like oh, the aye. Ozzy Osbourne festivals. Mm. And um, it was like, so I can't remember if it was like crying. I was I was big into like crying magazine stuff like that, but it was like the mosh pits at Ozfest are like the most brutal mosh pits. And I was like, ah, right, fucking yes, man. And it was um, Rammstein. I, the, the German band? Um 
And I was like, right, I'm going to go in and I was furious about my mosh pits, mate. I was like, I'm going to go and see, see how brutal this mosh pit is. Mate, I walked in and it just stopped. Aye. Every cunt just looked at me as if like, fuck him. It was like, we guys. Yeah. Um, And I accidentally broke a lassie's leg in a mosh pit oh. at the bars. Oh she punched God. me in the back of the head. And I spun run and sort of like gave her a forearm to like the sort of, I didn't know it was, a, I didn't know it was a, a woman to mm. start off with or it was a, a lassie or whatever. Like I was about fucking 17 or 18. But I, I like, who was Machine Head? Do you know Machine Head? No. The metal, they're a metal band. I like ran her and like basically forearm smashed her boyfriend. <laughs> In a mosh pit, you know Aye. what I mean? Like fucking decked the wee guy and the wee guy bounced up and it was all right. But my mate witnessed it, said that she like scowled and then like punched me in the back of the head and I just spun run and like sort of like gave her like a forearm but it sort of like hit her on like the top. It didn't hit on the face, it hit on like the top of the shoulder. But the way I hit her, she like spun run and just, I broke her leg. Just oh had like God. a pure almighty scream. Did you run away? And she had, no, she just kept... Just everybody just separated the crowd and made sure that she got out, but yeah, it's not my fucking fault. Like, I can't no, it. that's what happens in mosh pits, isn't it? Aye, mate. Play I the didn't... fire, <laughs> get bumped. I mean, Get she punched you in the back of the head, mate. That doesn't really sound like a mosh pit. That sounds like she just assaulted you. Aye, like I was attacked and, and I retaliated. I remember when we've spoke about the Papa Roach gig before. I remember trying to help a girl up in her boyfriend's shoulders and she fell in a forward roll position over his head and she fucking landed on her head, man. Oof. But she never, I mean, she was just dazed. It wasn't anything insane. She never got stretched away. But see, when she fell, it was like slow motion, man. You're like, fuck, right Aye. on her head, mate. Mental. Aye, crazy. Aye, that type of stuff, that's bad, man. I've seen people get badly injured crowd surfing and, you know, and, and I've also been like volleyed in the face. By yeah. like a fucking Doc Martin or something. When cunts I remember the new new era boots that every cunt was wearing, mm -hmm. they had metal buckles and all that. I've had a couple of them the the mush. Um but I've misjudged a gig before. Wait to see Biffy Clyro. Um can't remember it was a big venue, wouldn't it have been the Hydro? I don't think I've seen them in the Hydro, maybe the exhibition centre. And my mate was like, Are you you gonna go into the pit? And I was like, Aye, hundred percent man. I had my hood up and all that. Oh, fuck pacing like a boxer like fucking ready for this mosh pit and they came out and they fucking launched into a song and i started pure moshing and like everybody was like whoa calm down there was like wayne's there like oh, screaming no. and all that <laughs> i'm like fucking firing into their dad fucking hooking them <laughs> was it like a slow song pure come on everybody you're like ah, let's box <laughs> i'm like yes come on fucking bring on um i mean i've seen i, I remember God, I think I've maybe mentioned this before, but um, seen Slayer in the bars, mate, and the the guy died recently. Actually, he was he was a bouncer at the cat house, and he was like a big, big boy, man. And this guy was just ragdolling cunts, man. It was like scary when he was grabbing you. You, I felt I'm six five. The bouncer died. He, the guy passed away, I very recently. Is it the guy that worked in Sleazy's? No, it was. No, I don't think so. It was the cat house. It was. Similar sort of time period, but the two of them sort of passed away. Yeah. This guy's massive, like fucking seven foot tall or something. And I f it's weird, man. See when somebody like grabs you and they just like ragdoll Aye. you about, man, it's, it's quite scary. That's when you go for the balls or the eyeballs. 
No, in the mosh pit, you just let them throw you. All oh, right, in the mosh pit, I thought you were talking about a street fight. Oh, fuck that. If it was a street fight, I'd be running like uh, fuck, man. People are like, that. no, it's respect. I'm like, I'm biting your fucking balls off. If I feel like you're going to beat me in a fight, I'm going for your testicles. Aye, I'm going to rip right, your fucking veins out your balls. And Absolutely. Anyway, on that note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what was the other thing you noticed on TikTok, other than being a, a, a here we fucking go? Naysayer. It's quite sad. The amount of Scottish people that are on TikTok just having mental breakdowns while they're mad with it. Have you seen really? it? No, I don't have TikTok, mate. I stay away from it. Aye, so like, something that's funny, like, oh, the missus chucked us at the night, so I've set up a TikTok in the garage and he's playing tunes and having a couple of beers and you're like, right. yeah, he's just had an argument with his wife. Uh-huh. But I went on last night as I was looking for notes for the podcast and there was a woman with a can and she's like, look, I've got four wins and if he's meant to judge how I raise my wins, then fuck you, all right? Or he'd do, like, cuts and stuff. Oh, fuck's sake. And I'm like, this is mental. It's quite sad. Aye. Like, I look, you get to see people's pure darkness. Like, they're just sitting, sort of videoing themselves, being a fucking riot. It's quite Black Mirror-like, because uh. they think that they're alone, and they feel lonely, mm-hmm. and they do that. They don't realise that hundreds or thousands of people are watching them. Mm-hmm. It's weird, man. Mm-hmm. So in the moment of like sadness, it's, I don't know. How much responsibility do you think TikTok needs to take for this? There's been a whole thing recently about the guy Andrew Tate. You've seen him pop yeah. up that fucking weapon. Um, and there's like a campaign about TikTok need to take responsibility that he's inciting violence on women by saying that, you know, women should be raped and all this sort of fucking pish that the guy comes away with. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think I that, completely agree. Uh, I think it. all responsibility should lie on tiktok and if something happens they should be sued tiktok this has just reminded me have you seen the documentary on netflix the most hated man in america i haven't watch that watch woodstock we'll talk about these two next week okay it's relevant to this sort of andrew tate thing because this guy owns a website that um people post revenge porn mm-hmm. on and docs people and they were struggling. It's basically about the story about them trying to prosecute this guy, but they were struggling to do it because all he was doing is all he did was have a domain and a website. There's nothing against the law; it's the people that are posting it. Um, but it's sort of like I, I think that should change as well. I think that TikTok, mate, Twitter's basically there's a there's a side of Twitter that you can go and look at that is get fucking bestiality porn and all sorts of fucking horribleness in it yeah and fucking teenagers are getting unfiltered access to that just by searching certain hashtags man i don't think that's right i think that they need to take responsibility for that shit aye um because it's fucking it's fucked up i remember being on twitter once i filter my twitter as well i block words and i've blocked porn i've done stuff like that like all that stuff and there's this english guy he's a he's a nudist Naked, naked Martin. His name is. Yeah, he's fucking. Is that the dude that ate shite? Yep. Right. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm laughing at that. I, I mean, it is funny, right? But like, what you're kind of browsing through your feed, and you're, and then people are like responding to his tweets saying you're disgusting. Uh-huh. I'm like, why am I watching an old guy eat shite? Like, I never watched it, but I, I heard all about it. I think I seen some screenshots, but I seen I've seen videos. Remember, he was doing like cameo mm-hmm. and stuff like that like people were paying them to do i think somebody paid them to do that like each eat shite. Eat shite. you won't get that in letterbox 
Uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> have, have you seen the, the the Irish woman? So there's another thing. Like I've seen this on Instagram, where she's literally killing herself with alcohol live on TikTok. She's gone. Here's my recipe for this cocktail, and it's like half a cup of vodka with like Smirnoff ice. She, like and then like a pure drop of cranberry juice and she's downing it on TikTok and pure woohoo we're in for a great night and you're like I don't ah th- th- that looks bad to me that looks like alcoholism like yeah. people and I think the the bad thing is is that people are following it people are encouraging it yeah and then you're like these people are getting positive feedback loops for the internet on. You know, they might not be aware of it, but that is destructive behaviour. Like, if somebody downs a pint glass that's half vodka and then the other half is, like, three-quarters Smirnoff ice, which is vodka and lemonade or whatever, and then a fucking drop of cranberry, you're like, she's killing herself with this yeah. shit, man. She go and look at it, mate. I'll, I'll try and I'll see if I can find it. Send it because it reminds me of a thing that I sent you last night of a guy on TikTok, and it's pretty fucking... Uh, heartbreaking the guy is called he's got a very strange name his name is called the real Nick Co Nico Advocado his name is uh, um, Nick, I, what did you say there? Nico Avocado I, I, I have, I've seen this guy before So he does look mukbangs mukbang you, yeah that's it. Right. He, uh, he goes on YouTube and stuffs his face with food. Right. But he started off, he's a professional violinist, right? He's right. a gay guy from... Found it. I'll send it to you. America. Right? Uh-huh. Professional violinist. He used to have a pet parrot and he was a vegan. Skinny, right? And he did YouTube videos of him playing his violin. He had his wee pet parrot on his shoulder and then he spoke about his vegan diet. Right. Sometimes oh, sometimes yeah. his boyfriend used to jump in and he used to just talk and have a laugh. Right. Then he started doing <clears throat> vegan mukbangs. Right. And he realised it wasn't getting hits. He started eating normal food. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, mate, this will get looked at from psychologists and doctors one day that social media has completely ruined this guy's life. And it's exact everything that you said there about thousands of people watching and giving them encouragement and stuff the guy was probably about 11 stone now he weighed himself recently and i think he was like not far away for 400 pounds so i don't even know what that is there's something to this Uh, well what is it 12 14 pounds in a stone 12 yeah what one's it 14 right 14 so you're like fucking 140's 10 stone so he's over 20 stone yeah he's like 30 something stone he's got uh sometimes in his videos he's got a breathing apparatus on right, he can't so breathe properly man i there, there's something to this though mate because i watch uh competitive eating mm-hmm. on youtube there's a guy uh beard versus food mm. um now this guy's fit he's got there's another one as well leah shakiva and she's fit. So these people like eat these big massive meals once a week and then the rest of the week they're like, you know, 
super healthy diet and going to the gym. Like, this guy's muscular and stuff, right? But there's another one that I follow, and her name's Chelsea Lynn. She's from America. She plays a she plays a character on the internet. Um, oh, I nearly had it. Trailer, trailer Trash Tammy. And they do mukbangs. Mate, these people are, like, severely obese. Uh-huh. And they're, they get people sending them gift cards to go through drive throughs and then sit and eat, like... 3,000 calories worth of like McDonald's and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is, is that I enjoy watching it. I don't know if there is something to like look watching it and almost like sort of think, I don't know. I'll need to think about it. I know what you mean. It's like watching something like Jeremy Kyle. You're like, this is horrible, but I can't stop. Makes me happy about my life because I'm not sitting there like doing that type of thing. Might be something. I see what you mean. Do that, but that uh, Nick Acado Avocado guy. See, when I've watched, I've seen a couple of clips. People clipping his insanity, like people being like, "This guy's insane." Yeah, and like putting it on on the internet. I think he's lost it a wee bit. He is like insane. Unhinged, right? He's full blown insane. Because mukbang is you're standing at a dinner table, uh, you're sitting at a dinner table and you eat a meal. He's like in the corner of his house. Food is on the floor, and he's like putting fucking rubbing pizza over his face there's a couple of videos that he's just flat out sobbing like i don't know if he's doing it for attention right. but you're like that guy's gonna die soon and he's Fuck. a young guy and when he dies it's gonna be like i think you'll see vice documentaries on it like this is what social media can do to someone aye man because he's living in a big mansion somewhere he's aye, a millionaire he's made, he's made tons of money through yeah. doing what he's doing but what he's doing's not good for him yeah, but it's uh, it's like um, do you know what? Just I just thought about that. It's like the old freak shows, man. This is what it is really into. It's yeah. like when you're watching these people that are eating insane amounts of food. Yeah, it's like a freak show. You're like, oh show. my fucking god. Yeah, like how's he doing that? A modern day freak show. Uh huh. And there are there are corners of the internet that are absolutely like that. That that's what it is. Don't know, like you're saying it. It's, do we get to the point where they're like, oh, we need to take that down because it's it, it's promoting binge eating or like, you know, where's well, the line? Where, where the fuck do we draw the line? I think with drugs and alcohol, like, why are you allowing people, you know what I mean, to promote yeah. like alcoholism? Like, and that's, you know, binge drinking. Yeah. But I don't know with the food, I'm not sure. Well, I think with the food, it's so cartoonish and unnatural that, it's not really a promotion. I don't think people would be like, I want to do that. They're literally eating themselves into a grave. Right. I think the Andrew Tate stuff, though, is dangerous. I swear in my mum's life, this is real. Uh, I can't remember when I was doing it. I was walking home. It wasn't yesterday. But there was three wee guys, right? 15, 16 or 17, they were. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a change in the the young guys in this world as well. I don't know if there's a popular show out. They're all wearing these wee tiny pussies, these the, wee what, bags. The bum bags? Aye. Just just a fashion trend, mate. Is that a fashion trend? Aye, mate, I thought aye. it came for a Netflix show. No, it's just a copying. thing. Aye, they have them like, strapped around them. What a fucking... Aye. They've got a grenade on it or something. Aye. So they seemed like harmless and stuff, but when people were jogging past them, they were like fo- copying the joggers and like, jogging and all right, that and okay. I'm like it's kind of harmless right and the, a few, they turned around and they were looking at me a few times I never felt threatened at all they weren't threatening towards me 
but I heard one of them say, oh, have you seen that, like, uh, Andrew Tate video? And I'm like, Andrew Tate's always been in the background. He started off as a kind of joke. I'm like, no, nah. like, young guys are seeing this. They think it's normal to talk yeah. to women like they're fucking mate. I, it's almost like, if it is a joke, right? Well, he's selling these courses to, like, you know, about being masculine and how to be masculine. I don't know, man. Figure life out for yourself. Don't listen to fuck nuggets like him, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like South Park, right? Like, South Park, to the adults that were watching it, know, like, that it's parody, that it's satire. But there are some young people that look at it and think, like, that's, oh, right. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, they don't get that it's satirical, that, like, Cartman being a racist is point like poking fun at racists yeah like the ginger episode so like the the whole cartman was basically like start i like the sort of ginger gene and all that sort of stuff but like i i, I watched an episode I, I watched an interview with ed sheeran where he was like that episode of south park ruined my life it was like there was like my life before that episode of south park and then that episode of south park erin and my whole school basically like picking on me for being and it's like right these young people don't get that it's satire, that yeah. the ginger people are supposed to represent like marginalized groups, like, you know, like black people, trans folk, like this type of thing, and that Cartman is a fucking idiot. Yeah. These people think it's funny. Like they're young, they don't get that that's the point to it, that that's what South Park's trying to do. They're not being like, haha, look at this. This is hilarious to slag ginger people. They're like, yeah. this isn't cool. Yeah. Um, but that's the way that it's dangerous. A similar sort of thing, like Andrew Tate, you're saying it's like a joke. Hey, people that look at it and aren't fucking weapons, mm -hmm. they're like, look at the state of that cunt. That's got to be a fucking joke. Like, that's yeah. no real. But you get a lot of guys that have been dumped by their birds and they're like, he's right. I should be able to go and rape women. Aye. They're literally, they exist, mate. These guys are out there, man. And that type of his behaviours, I feel like online's going to cause a new wave of like, when we were young, we, we never had things like dick pics when we were young. 16, 17. Didn't you get that? I never had access to porn on a computer when I was a wee guy. Aye, it was like a fucking VHS that get passed about you and Aye. like 90 year pals. Imagine being 17, 16 years old, listening to Andrew Tate and having access to porn and being able to send a dick pic. Aye, mate. It's going to warp fucking people's minds. I think, it's, I think we're already there, mate. I shared Aye. an article on Twitter the other day that... Get absolutely no traction, not one like, not one retweet, which makes me sad about my life, but I'm kidding <laughs> on. Um, it was about, um, so, I mean, I'll go and look at it just to get the stats, but it was something fucking ridiculous in the percentages. Um, let me find the, the article. Why 45% of men under 25 are now using Viagra? Wow. And the quote in the independent is, I struggle to get it up. And I just retweeted it and quote tweeted it and was just overuse upon it. This is what's happening to young guys, man. I've been talking about this since 2016. Yeah. Because I had my own issues with it where I come out. Mate, I get ridiculed. I've got a video on BBC Social on Facebook that last time I looked had 5 million views. And if you go into the, the comments, mate, it's just guys ripping the cunt right at me. Just being like, this guy's, a, is he fucking kidding? Porn addiction, that's a load of shite. Ha ha, look at the state of him, can I get it up and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mate, 
wait till you see the monsters coming out of the hill with a shit, man. We yeah. have got no idea. I don't think we've got any fucking idea. 20, 21 year olds having to use Viagra. It's mental. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, and that must be in itself a big hit to your self esteem that you need to take a pill to have sex. But how are you going to have spontaneous? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't. Eh? You know, two seconds, you're going to need to give me five minutes and then half an hour. Like, I, imagine like having an illness or being old and you had to take it. Oh, like, like being a, like, a 65 year old guy, you'd be like, ah, right, I'm 65, I need to take it's it. It's gave these guys the life back. They're aye. like, yes, man. But to a young guy like that. Aye, when you're 21. 21, get fucking smoking hot bird in front of you and your fucking dick's just pure, no, nah, I'm not playing. Mate, when I was 21, I... Couldn't get it to Gadoon. Exactly, mate. I'd, I'd, we're talking about females here. I could be in a room by myself and I'd be fucking horny. On a bus. <laughs> the bus, <laughs> do you know, the Bill Hicks thing? Like that, pure, the fucking, the train could be moving just kind of like, but I, I, it's coming to like what you're saying, it's warped, it's warped people's minds and now we're adding into that. People like Jordan Peterson and, and Andrew Tate who are like, you know, gateway drugs to the fucking right and like misogyny and being yeah. anti-feminism and, and all this sort of stuff and hate, just total bile. Like these guys, like I, I was talking to somebody and he was like, pure, what's your problem with Andrew Tate? And he's a fan. And I was like, mate, I look at him and I think that guy's not happy and I want to be happy. So I'm not going to listen to him and I'm going to actively discourage people to not listen to him because he thinks what he's saying will make you happy, but mm. it won't because it's not made him happy. And he went, you sound like a middle-aged woman. And I went, maybe we need to listen more. To maybe that part of you, you need to listen to a wee bit more. Like, I want to be happy. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be angry. I don't yeah. want to look at failed relationships and blame other people for shit that I've done. Yeah. Like, I want to take responsibility and ultimately live a, a happy life. That's the way that I want to live. That's my goal. And you're not going to get that by listening to people that are just wanting to get you on board blaming society or feminism or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just shrucking your own responsibility to, like, how your life is. Like, see, if you want to get a woman, right, you can go down that route of being a misogynist and try to control and try to, or you can make your life attractive to other human beings that they want to be part of. I like that one. I would rather be the one that takes the hard route and makes my life attractive enough that people meet me and go, I want to, I want to be part of that guy's life. I want him yeah. to be part of my life. That's the way that I want to be. Yeah. I think I'm doing all right with that, but I, I don't want to be, it's their fault. It's the no. feminazis. That's why I can't get my hole. It's like, it's been hard for men to get their hole through fucking existence. <laughs> it wasn't easy when I was young, What's that? Since the dawn of time. I mean, it's no, it wasn't easy when I was young yeah. either. Like, you get knocked back left, right and centre. Like, that's... that You need to go through that shit, man. Yeah. It rubs off on people, though, see, when you can say, like, I fucked up. I made an amends to someone recently, actually. It was a ex-girlfriend. And I went through every emotion with that and through sobriety and kind of therapy. I f see, when we broke up, we broke up years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And it ended badly. And I felt the next time I see her, I'll, I was going to write her a letter. But then it got to a stage that it got too long and she got a boyfriend. And I was like, I'm not sending her a letter when she's got a boyfriend. I'll see her when I see her. Uh -huh. Turned out to be like fucking five years or something. 
we bumped into each other on the street just because I've kept thinking about her like w- when you go through recovery you get a list of amends mm-hmm. and I was like I always feel bad that I never made an amends about that yeah bumped into her on the street and I was like this is my moment and I felt like do you know when this happened it was the right people at the wrong time as a young guy I suffered from addiction mental health problems I was socially awkward I didn't know how to communicate my feelings and it ended with us ending a relationship I wish I could have told you that at the time but now as a as a man I just want to apologize and she she was like I know I knew that I listen mate I and I I I believe this a hundred percent. You're more a man doing that than anybody that walks about the street knocking fuck at somebody. See, like that sort of idea of like we're men, you know, fucking I'll do this and I'll do that. Yeah, that is just fear and shame seeping out of people's pores. Pores is anger. See a guy that can go, I made a mistake. No, many men can do that. By the way, mate, yeah. I mean that. Like I, I admire you for being able to do that and go, well. Here's the mistake that I made as well. Not just I've made mistakes. That's, I mean, we all make mistakes. We're all human. Yeah. To go, that relationship broke down partly because I was unable to communicate my feelings. Mate, that's like big dick energy. That's literally like, I, I think that that is more masculine than anything that you see on the fucking UFC and that sort of yeah. like aggression. The first rung in the ladder of being a man, like the feelings that you feel when you're a wee guy. And somebody's like, I'll take that. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, but that, what you just said there, mate, that takes so much fucking courage. It's unreal. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. And I tell you, I never expected a positive result from it. I could see the feeling of relief mm-hmm. being able to say that and also getting a positive reaction from her as well. And we were able to give each other a cuddle. And we've became friendly with each other again and like she's got she's got a boyfriend and all that wish her well i've always wished her well there's never been like jealousy or anything it's just been like anger towards myself mm-hmm. but um i that was a great feeling that was a great feeling saying do you know what i fucked up and i'm sorry i love that mate you're oh. just like you feel like you've just took your wee backpack of shit off and took yeah. something out and Got rid of it, didn't yeah. you? And also, like, see your behaviour through alcoholism. I was never a bad-natured person. I've never done anything crazy, but I would do things embarrassing, like, you know, shitting my pants at a party. Mm-hmm. Like, stupid things. Being sick. I remember being sick into a bath, being sick of people's carpets. Mm-hmm. Uh, just embarrassing stuff. Never, Never cruel things or stuff like that. And these people would always hold that against me. Remember that time you shot yourself at that party? And it used to be so shameful, mm-hmm. like, and embarrassing. But see, now I'm like, so fuck, mate. I shat my pants at a party. Aye. It's funny as fuck. Aye. Do you know what's weird? It's weird that the fact that I'm 35 years old and I was 18 and you're still talking you're still about it. That you're up. fucking weirdo. Uh-huh. And I've seen you at parties embarrass yourself and i would never bring up your fucking behavior mm-hmm. and it just shut them up so as soon as you own it um go free i disarming i you disarm oh, is that what it's called? You, you, you totally disarm people with the ammunition that they can use against you by just going 
admitting to it, like going, yeah. oh, oh, I did that. It's like if you've lied to somebody and you're mortally petrified of getting caught out in the lie, you can just own up to it. Yeah. And as much as it's not nice in the moment of doing that, the person will probably be like, okay, it's all right, I don't care. And then you get rid of that shame that you're carrying about. Yeah. So, aye, good for you, mate. Shat my pants when I was 18. I shat my pants at Nando's last week. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, I think we've done <laughs> we've done over aye, an hour, haven't we? Aye, mate. How, just wrap there, mate, on that positive note. How long? Aye. An hour and... Just, <laughs> just on that sound bite. I don't give a fuck. An hour, an hour and 15, mate. An hour and 15 minutes. I was going to say, did you get an email from Mark? I did, mate, and I'll sort that. I will sort it. Right, okay. So... At the end of this podcast, we are going to add another song. It's something that we enjoy. I know that we've went over a little bit, but people enjoy the podcast, so fuck it. Mark McGee is in a couple of bands. He's a local artist. Let me get... Let, let me get him up on my social media. Sorry, I should be more professional here mark mcgee's a good guy he's got a podcast we're going to play a song from the jackal trades and the song is called the glenn boyd snap fellow comedian and very funny man michael redmond is in the music video nice so you will be able to see that so enjoy the song by mark mcgee uh, quickly, the next Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch is at the Stand Comedy Club on Sunday the 28th of August. Tickets are £8. I'm the host. Scott Agnew's opening. We've got Gareth Vaugh. We're going to get a open spot in the middle and then we're still to confirm the headliner. So come along. Paul will be there as well. Support us. If you like the podcast, can you rate it? If you're in a WhatsApp group with your pals and the troops, can you share it? Uh, just spread the word. We're very, very grateful. And I love you very much. I'm away from my Nando's. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Suck my tits, Paul. Suck my tits. Yes. <sighs> A long cold winter in the weirdest year, yeah Worked every day got sent, still ended up in debt I remember before internet You had to take the word off a guy and a pup you just met The sad part these days is many dear friends are dead So yes, I guess I count my blessings but still feel like I've been left Restrictions imprison me and I don't care for phone calls Staring at the Glenboy bricks Holding up my four walls Though I feel like this year though is gonna be better The spring has sprung and I won't even need my sweater Yeah, I feel like this year is gonna be better Be so lost for so long that we grow and we go on Lockdown, scaffold there to walk to the park I seen shop names change hands by the time I came back I must be about 500 years old and a half I miss the darts, miss the parties, miss the part, miss the laugh Did I beam down to planet Earth today on a raft An invisible alien with empty shopping bags 
Take me to your leader, I demand human contact days, dragged by butt, decades flash past and a finger snap. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.